Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. Alongside me is Marshall Macaluso. What's happening? I feel like you already knew that if you've been listening, but... Yeah, they're like, oh, shocker, it's Marshall again. Hey, you never know. Sometimes they need to remind you. Anyway, <laughs> let's get right into it. First off, the Lakers are NBA champions, so congratulations to them. JaVale McGee, baby. Yeah, won another ring. I think that's back-to-back now. Yeah, or no, 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 because he was the Lakers last year, but he was a Golden State. now, yeah. I think. Two in three years, which Woo. is pretty impressive. Not really, because he's riding pie most of it, but hey, good for him. LeBron, <laughs> fourth finals MVP, fourth uh, NBA championship ring overall. Uh, he is two away from Michael Jordan, the most finals MVPs of all time. What were your impressions of this series? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'll give the flowers to Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Uh, I know I've talked about them. They did me well throughout this playoffs uh, predictions. You know, you kind of saw there, they got kind of smacked around. Um, I mean, honestly, though, everyone's kind of like saying, you know, that they kind of lost, you know, ran out of gas, which is true. But I think a huge part of that Game 6 blowout was the Lakers' defense was really, really good. Something that they had been a little lacking um, in Game 5. I know Jimmy Jimmy Butler was kind of getting buckets off of him in Game 5. Um, yeah, I know, you know, good for the Heat. They made the run. And, you know, like we said before, I've seen reports that, like, the premier destination in the NBA right now, if you're a free agent or looking to get traded, you know, it's not the Bucks. You know, it's not any other teams. It's the Heat right now. Because they they look they just went to the finals they just ran through the Eastern Conference and uh, they still got some pieces there they got some young guys but going to the Lakers um, great for Anthony Davis gets his first ring that's huge really happy for him um, love Anthony Davis he's a, he's a great guy great player and you could see like when it really set in um, you know Rondo getting another ring that's pretty cool Alex Caruso getting one that's pretty cool Contavious Caldwell Polk Danny Green they got lambasted all year by Lakers fans. Um, KCP was pretty much the only one to actually turn around. Danny Green still kind of stunk it up. But, you know, good for them fighting through it. They got a ring. Um, honestly, you know, talk show host galore, LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Um, honestly, at this point, though, like, that's why it was so funny when we were debating Michael versus LeBron in the first place over the summer, like, before LeBron won another championship. Yeah. You know, that's just how good he is. Um, honestly, like, for and I know I, I didn't ever watch Jordan play live. Um, you can debate all you want. You know who was the better player in his prime. Uh, if you could start a basketball team, who would you pick? But I feel like at this point, it's kind of on. I feel like it for me at least. LeBron is a better career, and it's not like overall career length span. I don't think. Um, I don't think that's really arguable. No, the resume is definitely more impressive. If you yeah. want to say better basketball player, yeah. I mean, you may or may not. Who I think most people on, like that's not totally like you can argue yeah. hypothetical. And I think most there. people are still leaning towards Jordan. If you listen to most of the national pundits, but at this point, the argument's been so overdone. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's you like, know what? You either appreciate the greatness yeah. or you don't. Because he's won three different finals on three different teams, and people are immediately going to be like, "Oh, they're pile on teams." Like that team in Cleveland was not really a pile on team. Yeah, they had a couple good players, but. That was a great upset they pulled off, and he went to the. Then he went to the uh, Lakers, who have been struggling, and he made them relevant within yeah, two years. No, absolutely, great turnaround. 
And they're like, oh, you can't win in the West. And what did he do? He got through. He had some help, obviously, but he still got through it. And you can't fault him for that. They were the one seed. So, I mean, it was overall a very impressive performance. And he definitely deserved finals MVP here. Interesting with Danny Green. He has also won three different championships with three different teams. Oh, that's true. I forgot about him. On the so, that is that is surprising because he did play bad. My big take, I mean, I really wanted the Lakers to end this in five. Yeah. They had the Kobe jerseys on, the Blacks. Uh, you know, move the nice uh, gentleman sweep in five games would have helped swept the whole conference. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been that would have been kind of impressive. And it took like a heroic performance from Jimmy Butler. And I do think the Lakers' defense was great in Game Six because uh, they were definitely extra motivated. Like, hey, if we don't play defense, we might lose again. Yeah, but. Uh, for them to get beat, it took Jimmy Butler playing over 40 minutes, and he could barely, like, he was limping off the floor after that yeah. game five. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, but good for the Lakers. I mean, very uh, anticlimactic end, I guess you yeah. could say. But One thing, I mean, to, just to put it in perspective, LeBron James has not lost to an East, Eastern Conference team in the playoffs in 10 years. Yeah. You know? That's wild. That's insane. And it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's like, are you a franchise in the NBA and you want to win a trophy? Get LeBron. Give him a a pretty good, um, well, I say pretty good. Anthony Davis is definitely better than pretty good. Um, but, you know, give him a good number two star and then give him like a somewhat decent supporting cast. And he'll, you'll, you'll, you'll get, you'll definitely get to the finals and you'll probably win it too. And year you know? 17. And you'd steal the blueprint. Get LeBron on your team. Yeah. And that's a good literally. building block to start with. I mean, you it, it's just crazy, though, just to, like, look at, like, the Lakers last year. They were, like, not impressive at all. Obviously, LeBron was hurt. But, like, you just give him a number two player or, like, a you know, a supporting guy that they you got your Batman and your Robin. And then, I mean, like, you put, you know, as much as I love, like, Alex Crusoe is a good basketball player. But you put him on all other teams and he's not doing a whole lot. So yeah, I mean, it just it just it, it tests to his greatness. It's insane. It's truly insane. And there's like that graph, and it's like you know, uh, do you, are you gonna make the finals? Well, if you're not in LeBron's conference, then possibly. If you are in LeBron's conference and you play on his team, yes. If you don't play on his team, sorry, you're not making the finals. <laughs> you know, and it's true. It's been the last decade. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's truly insane. And you know, the pressure. I mean, I was watching a video today um, of his hype video. In uh, in high school, it was like a, it was like before his debut, showing his high school highlights. I mean, they're putting Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Mike Jordan highlights next to LeBron James in high school, and here he is in year seventeen, another NBA championship. And honestly, like, I mean, you you watch him in twenty fifteen, you're like, all right, he's probably got like three four years left. And then you you watch him, and then you know he he keeps going to the finals, and it's like, I mean, what he dropped he he dropped sixty percent shooting, he was dropping. 20-some points. I mean, it was, it was insane. He's only like two triple-doubles behind Magic Johnson. No, you're right. It's a good point. He was labeled a chosen one out of high school. Mm-hmm. Had not played a game in college. He gets drafted in the NBA, which is a men's league. I mean, you know, you're playing against men. He's still a kid. And to this point in his career, he's exceeded all expectations. So, kudos to him. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to some MLB uh, postseason baseball really quickly before we get into that. Uh, very briefly, big news in uh, the Chicago baseball oh, sports yeah, world. Yeah. The White Sox fired their manager, Rick Renteria. And I'll be brief with this because, you know, I, I had a lot of mixed emotions about it. Uh, from a baseball perspective, it was probably a good decision. There was two really agreed. I mean, down the stretch there where they went 3-10, and 10, they blew a chance to win the division and then to blow a 1-0 lead in the postseason to an A's team. That, I don't know. I, they, they, should, they were not a better team than the White Sox roster rise. was very uh, eye-opening, I guess you could say. Uh, 
That being said, uh, from the personal side, I think Ricky's kind of gotten screwed here twice with two different Chicago teams. Uh, you know, he got let go by the Cubs, which ended up being the right baseball decision. Now the Sox, and he never really got a chance to manage his team to be competitive, and he's gutted it out and been the main guy developing all these White Sox players. Like Lucas Giolito is saying, like he wouldn't be the player he is today yeah. without Rick Renteria because he supported him through all of his downs. He's truly a nice guy, and the multiple, a couple, few interactions I've had with him, he could not be nicer. So I feel bad for him because he's a great guy. Uh, but you know. That's the business of baseball. Now we're going to bring in probably uh, two former one or two uh, former cheaters uh, to manage the team. I won a couple World Series, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much an outsider, obviously, on this one. I just, like, like you said, like, I don't know, I just feel like it, I feel like it doesn't feel fair to, like, have him develop so many guys and then as soon – because, like, the White, this was the year the White Sox were obviously going to show some talent – but I don't think anyone picked them to win anything. No, it was you know, a productive year. They, they did what they were supposed to. I mean, yeah. you got a lot of rookies on that team. Um, you got two studs in your pitching staff, but then you got two rookies and a guy who's, you know, Rodon's not... not yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lopez is very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, like, it's like it, it's like talent, definitely talent there. Obviously, um, chance to win the division. And it's like, look, if he, gets, if he gets the full talented roster and he doesn't win, yeah, you can fire him. But when he gets... He makes the playoffs, exceeds expectations. I felt, I felt like the, I, per, I personally felt like the White Sox exceeded expectations this year. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Alex Cora and uh, AJ Hitch, right? AJ Hitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they're good managers. Um, they did cheat, yeah. so that kind of hinders um, their resume. But I guess they're good, even though they cheated. Who knows? So. I mean, Hinch would not be available if it wasn't for this cheating scandal. He is a good manager. And I will say, between the two, uh, he I would prefer him than Cora, because Cora definitely had was more of the mastermind of it, along with Carlos Beltran. Uh, and then he did it with the Red Sox and was caught, too. And by all reports, Hinch like smashed the cameras a couple times and tried to discourage his team. But from what he said was, with the uh, the way the locker room was, if he tried to fully stop it, it would have torn the locker room apart. Now, you know, is that worth uh, ruining the integrity of the game? Probably not, but that was his explanation. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think the the one thing that really stood out to me was uh, Rick Hahn had a quote in the press conference that basically said, like, yeah, we've talked about this outcome with Ricky for a while now. He knew it was a possibility. So that tells me, like, they had no intention of letting Rick Rentamia manage this team once they fully felt they were ready to contend. Because he's like, we have a limited window. We want to capitalize on it. So uh, this was premeditated. They knew they were going to get rid of him. Poor Ricky got the shaft. But, you know, I'm sure we, we are going to get an upgrade strategically at manager, I would think. All right, let's go to the actual MLB postseason. How about those uh, Atlanta Braves? They yeah. just went up 2-0 on the Dodgers. A wow. loaded Dodgers team that I think everyone favored. But um, what's really impressed me, the Braves pitching has been great. Uh, obviously, Max Freed, he's probably going to be, he's a Cy Young candidate. He's not going to win, but uh, he's been excellent. And that lineup's loaded, man. They can go toe to toe with the Dodgers. You look at it, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, then you have Freddie Freeman, who I think is one of the best first basemen in the NL. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., obviously. Ozzie Albies. Like the list goes on and on. They're deep there. And if the pitching couldn't hold up, you know, they're they're going to give the, I mean, they, are, they already have given the Dodgers a run yeah, for their money, but they got a serious shot at winning this thing right yeah. now. Especially, I mean, especially with no, I mean, there are some fans there, but I don't think it's like enough to create like a true home f- home field no, advantage um, in the in the postseason. But you know, they're up two zero. Um, but on the Dodgers, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I know 
uh, Kershaw had back spasms, so I don't, you know, that's always a turn that's like, I don't know how long this guy's going to be out. Um, you would hope he would make an appearance. But yeah, I mean, dang, the, the, the Dodgers, man. We said it before, like, you, the, the, the Braves are good, but if you're going to go to a World Series and then add Mookie Betts, like, you got to get at least back to the World Series, and you are the clear favorites to win this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, that's definitely, I mean, the, the Braves are, if you ask me, they're the most fun team in baseball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're hitting dingers. They're showing emotion. Um, right. And then going to the other games. So we're shooting currently um, during game three of the ALCS, in which the Rays are up 5-2 to two on the Astros. If they win this, they're up 3-0. Might be curtains for the old cheating Astros on their revenge tour. Which is kind of what everyone wants to see, although you did bring up it would be an intriguing matchup if we got Astros-Dodgers. But I don't think either team's going to hold up their end of the bargain here. Now, I will say this to the Dodgers. They're definitely not out. Like, yeah. I think the the Rays have a better chance just because of how good their pitching is. And teams with good pitching usually win in the postseason. Uh, and it showed here. Their pitching's a lot better than the Astros. The, you know, Atlanta's won multiple ways. They, they've just outslugged the Dodgers because even at night, which their pitching's been a little bit better too, but the Dodgers almost came back uh, in this game where Atlanta was up pretty big and they, they scraped it out 8-7. to seven. So they, they've won in multiple ways. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. I still see the series going seven games though. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be a, it's gonna be great. To see. Yeah. It already has the been game. The game series. three is gonna be the, the game three. The Dodgers season's coming down to the next game. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, the who's, schedule who's pitchers. Star, who, yeah, who's yeah it's Wright versus uh, Urias. Uh, so oh well, you know, I mean, that'll be. Oof. Wright's been good because he was the guy that ended. He pitched six innings his last outing against Miami and didn't give up any runs. Now it is Miami and this is the Dodgers, so two completely different animals. But uh, <laughs> Wright's been good in the postseason. Urias, obviously, he's got electric stuff too. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I will say though, Braves Rays final. I don't know if that's gonna get a lot of national national numbers. No, <laughs> MLB wants the Dodgers to get it. As the, the, I mean, I mean, we we're getting the opposite of best case scenario final because I I do think Dodgers Astros is kind of what everyone wants to see. Even if you hate the Astros, um, you, you want to see the Dodgers beat the Astros yeah. in the finals. That'd be a, an amazing story. You know, Braves are fun. Rays are cool, I guess, with all eighty-seven of their fans. Um, but yeah, I. I it's so tough because the Rays are a great story. They really are. They've got no. They. I mean, we had that thing with Garrett Cole's making more money than the whole roster. Um, their highest paid dude, highest paid dude's getting like not nothing. I don't even know Hunter Renfro. Yeah, probably. And it would be, it would be the MLB wouldn't mind the Braves. They'll get enough rating, but the Rays make it. Yeah, like, actually, most people cannot name three guys on that lineup. I mean, in the. I, I mean, I, I I'll be completely honest with you. Unless it's like a closeout game. If the Rays and Braves are playing each other, honestly, if the Rays are in it at all, I probably will not be watching that. Really? Well, I mean, it's the World Series. I'm going to watch. I mean, I like, yeah. Because they have Adi Garcia, like, who's a I wouldn't, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go out of my way, if that makes sense. I'm definitely I'm definitely not turning over from a Sunday or Monday and Thursday night football game to watch that. Fair enough. Good transition. Uh, let's go. We'll do rapid fire here. One sentence to describe every NFL game from this week. Now, it's been kind of a wild week with the COVID wreaking havoc on things. Your Broncos kind of got screwed. Yeah. Uh, they haven't played. They're yet to play the Patriots still. When is that? Did they get bumped to next? I think they're like three on Sunday. It's been weird. We'll start with the Thursday night game. 
Tommy forgot the last down, which is an that uncharacteristic so Tom weird. Brady game. That was so weird because, um, oh, who's your coach? The guy, Arians. He said he didn't forget it. He's he, just covering his ass. Yeah, he, I was like, forgot. dude, we all watched, we were all watching the game. Um, Tom, the, the Buccaneers, I mean, you know, I hate Tom Brady, so I'm going to see him lose. The Bears, man, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like you guys are 4-1. and one. You guys are just going to screw yourselves out of a good draft position. I think play- I don't know about that. I mean, I think playoffs, we're be are, a- playoffs are in play, but I mean, going forward, it's going to be. I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. That's that's. They that's are the tough. worst one by all by all numbers. They're the worst four and one team in football, and that was a game they really shouldn't have won. The Bucks were sloppy. They had a ton oh, of penalties. Oh, the Bears defense my, didn't even play that good. If they I can't had a tackle. Dollar for every penalty in that game, I could have paid off tuition. My goodness. Nick Foles just good enough. Khalil Mack was a monster. That he was back in the defensive player of the year form. That yeah. one where he threw Tristan Wirfs and got a sack on the same play was great. Uh, Ravens doing Ravens things. They kicked the crap out of Thoughts the Bengals. And prayers to Joe Burrow. How about those Raiders? Because they beat the Chiefs in a shootout in Arrowhead. Biggest upset of the season. That's the first regular season game the uh, Chiefs, or no, first game I think the Chiefs have lost in general since. This first game they lost in a long time. It's been over a year. Because uh, they didn't. Week 10 of last year, I believe, was the last time they lost. Woo. That's tough. Good for the Raiders. Hey, the Raiders are a weird team. They've, they've had two good wins. Yeah. The same, the and then they've had some ugly kind, ones, too. I mean, there is, you know, it's NFL's quarterback lead, and they have a fairly, they have somewhat inconsistent quarterbacks. They have a somewhat inconsistent team. Uh, Jets, Cardinals, not Sam Darnold's fault, because uh, Joe Flacco was in there, and they still stink. And did you see Le'Veon Bell has been released? I did. Yeah, maybe the Bears will scoop him up. Yeah. I, I don't know if they probably yeah, He made $28 million. Good thing you left Pittsburgh. That worked out really well for you, didn't it? You Good made, thing you, you made left Pittsburgh. Million dollars and like played like I don't even know how many games he played. He had zero rushing. He had zero hundred yard rushing games. His longest run was nineteen yards. Uh, Texans, Jags, Bill O'Brien. Uh, they're one to know without him. So what did that tell you? Actually, nothing because it's a very small sample size against the Jaguars. But I know two teams with combined one win heading into that week. We don't need to spend much time on it. Uh, Rams, Washington. This is the result we expected. I think. I don't know if you watched much of it, because you were, you were working, but when Alex Smith came in that game, and I think I can speak for the rest that of America. That was horrible. Oh, I was holding my breath the whole time. I was nervous I, for I, him. I, I, I can't, like, I can't believe they, I mean, I guess he wants to play, but, like, dude, he, he didn't take any hits in practice, and they put him against Aaron Donald. That's insane. Ugh, I, I can't even believe that happened. Their all line's horrible. And I'll, I'll say it, like, benching Dwayne Haskins, I don't think is the right call. Yeah. He's been bad, but there's a there's you a find lot. Out what you have, there's yeah. not a lot of quarterbacks who do good in his shoes. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Panthers Falcons. Now I know the Falcons are bad, but that was a game they should have won. I, Matt Rule, I think you're talking about rookie head coaches. That's a hell of a coaching job he's done down there. That defense is not very good, and they lost their best player, Christian McCaffrey, and they just keep winning games. They played a very solid football game against the Falcons, who have a good offense, and Mike Davis is coming seamlessly. For uh, Chris McCaffrey, he's been a savior for fantasy owners everywhere. Teddy Bridgewater's been good. Uh, good for them. You know what? They they're flying under the radar because they're three and two right now. Good for them. Uh, Dolphins, 49ers. That's a wake up call right there. That's another well coached team. Niners got to get it together, man. Two a two. If he gets a full year of watching Fitzpatrick, that'll be good for him. It's gonna yeah. be like the Mahomes factor. Yeah. Not rushing him in. Uh, I like what they're doing down there. Another well coached team. But uh, Cowboys, Giants. That was an ugly, uh, ugly win. In multiple accounts, yeah. feel bad for Dak. Feel bad that, for Dak. that was bad. Hey, you know, they, they paid 8 mil for Andy Dalton, so 
Well, he's a good backup, Andy. Dak Prescott, though, if you look at his numbers and just like his performance, he's been playing at an MVP caliber level. Oh, absolutely. He was going to get paid. Their defense is atrocious. They have 34 points to the Giants. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. It's bad. I mean, it they, they, they could have competed this year. I mean, Dak is gone, so that's not going to help. But their defense stinks. Uh, Colts-Browns. Well, the Colts cost me a lot of money this week. Uh, Philip Rivers, yeah, they, they need to bring in Jacoby Brissett. Philip Rivers does not have it anymore. Well, his big thing, like, he turns the ball over a lot. But what comes with that is that gunslinger mentality. He was able to throw it downfield. He can't even do that. He's not in sync with T.Y. Hilton. The passing's inaccurate. He's not mobile. But, and this, this is a Colts team that's done everything else right. The great defense run game, is great. Great offensive line. Great defensive line. The secondary solid. They got a good spe- They have everything correct except for the quarterback. And you would think with a Hall of Famer under center, you know, they, they should be better than what they are. I, That's not a good Browns I, defense. I put three bucks on the Colts for that game with the spread, and I don't know why I did. Because you look at the Chargers last like two years, basically, he didn't he, he didn't have it, and he keeps regressing because he keeps getting older. They need to move on from. And the Colts, almost, if you look, the score doesn't tell it. It was thirty two twenty three. The Colts outplayed the Browns that game. They gave up nine defensive points, I think, in the second half or something like that. So they had a chance to win. Philip Rivers literally handed him a pick six, and then he threw the game away later. Ugh. It was bad. It was ugly. Uh, Seahawks-Vikings. Oh, boy, that was another ugly one. Some bad beats if you were going for the over. We don't oh have to get into that. Oh, my God. So we were oh, both personally invested. Remind me. I don't know what the hell Mike Zimmer was thinking going for it. Uh, so if you didn't watch the game, Vikings are up. They're up by five against Russell Wilson. He's a pretty good quarterback. And fourth and one. At inside the red zone. He decides to go for it, thinking, we get this first down, Seattle doesn't have any timeouts, game's over. Or, he can kick the chip shot field goal, go up by, up eight. by eight, Yeah. with under two minutes remaining, Seattle's got no timeouts, and even if they do score, they need to make a two-point conversion, and even if they make the two-point conversion, you're going to go to overtime, where you've been outplaying the Seahawks all game offensively, so you have much better odds. What does he decide to do? He decides to go for it, he promptly gets stuff, Screws us on the over. Oh. Russell Wilson. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, that was a bad too, loss. The other thing too is like, look, like it, you know, you're one and three. You gotta get a win, so you go for it. I personally disagree with the call, but if you watch that game, Dalvin Cook got hurt, and yet they were killing the Seahawks running the ball, not on the right side of the O line where their right guard and right tackle had committed a bunch of holding penalties. They were killing him with a backup on the left side of the offensive line. I mean, they're getting like six yards every run in the second half with a backup running back with Dalvin Cook is hurt. They Dalvin Cook was dressed on the sideline, and they didn't even feel the need to put him back in. That's how good the rushing game was doing. And then on fourth and one, you just switched up run to the other side of the line. But how, how, that makes no sense no, at know. all. I, and even like, like you said, like, I understand you're one and three, but like this is a, this is, we're at the point in the NFL season where like the teams who are have a losing record but have talent, you need to start getting wins. You know what I mean? And you could say, oh, we'll get, go for a fourth down. It, it's Russell Wilson, dude. He's got ice in his veins. You got to kick kick that field goal so you can go go to overtime. Yeah. And if you lose in overtime, so be it. Russell Wilson has a hell of a drive, and they missed a two point conversion. I think their season might be over. You one and four a lot on of the year. On that team. You I got that. You're trailing the Packers who are four and zero. You're trailing the Bears who are four and one. I don't that that seem I, 
not saying they can't come back, but uh, it's I, I don't know. That seemed like a season ender for the Vikings right there. I guess tough to come bounce back from that one. Yeah. Uh, Chargers Saints. Speaking of a must win, I thought this was a must win for the Saints too. Yeah. Uh, and they pulled it off. It was ugly. Uh, Michael Thomas wasn't in the game because he punched a teammate that week during practice. So he probably should have punched him harder because that safety played like crap. But they still won. So you know what? Know. Credit. I mean, a lot of coaches I don't think would have the balls to bench the best receiver, especially yeah. when the passing game has been struggling. And he wanted to maintain some discipline, and they ended up winning. Poor Charger. Justin Herbert played a great game. Uh, tough way to lose that. That's the one, tra- that is the way for the Chargers. That, exactly. Um, I will say though, you know, it's kind of trendy to say. And they put up 30 points and end up winning the game. But I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I think the Saints might need to be looking on from Drew Brees. Oh, he can't throw downfield. He's like Philip Rivers, his arm shot. If it's second half of the season and they're in the playoffs, like you can run the ball with Taysom Hill as much as you want, but there's gonna be times where you're gonna need a, a drive and you're gonna need some good passing plays, and you're not gonna be playing the Chargers in a, in, a, in a wild card game or something like that. Um, so they're gonna need. I mean, look, man, famous Jameis. Shine him for a reason. Test the boy out. There's, I, I don't know I, about that I, yet. Because Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over. Not Philip Rivers. Drew, Drew Brees does not turn the ball over. Uh, and he is accurate mid-range. I think his deep ball accuracy. He, was wrong, he, he, did, he did have a couple picks in that game. He did, yes. But like overall, he done generally you, doesn't turn the ball you over. I'm telling you, Ronnie, at some point in the season, the Saints are going to get blown out, and they're going to put in famous Jameis. And then he might not be the starter the rest of the way. But I disagree. I don't think that team's getting blown out. they got too much talent. They'll keep every game close. Not saying they'll win everyone, but they'll, they'll keep it close enough. you got a Hall of Famer there. But after this year, it might be time to move on. Because, yeah. like, the, you can see the serious signs of decline. It's not as bad as Phillip Rivers quite yet, but there are serious decline there. Finally, the Titans kicked the crap out of the Bills and a Man. statement win. They didn't practice this week. And now the Bills had to prepare for two, two opponents because of COVID, which kind of hurt. But the Titans were unable to do most of their stuff through Zoom this week. They didn't miss a beat. Ryan Tannehill might be good. He was I'm excellent saying. that game. Yeah, he was good. Uh, little coming out, come down to earth for the Bills. Come down to earth for a little bit. Yeah, um, Josh Allen was not good. Threw two interceptions not. to Malcolm Butler. The second one was a horrible throw. Yeah, Completely. the first one wasn't really his fault, but I know I'll say I'll say it right now, man. I know you know Josh Allen's doing Josh Allen things. Um, he's on my fantasy team, so I don't hate the guy. But um, there, I, the dude, if you look at his numbers and his, you look at his tape last year and his tape in high school. He is he he. This is the first time. This is the first stretch of five games where he's been like an accurate passer. No, you know it's true. Saying? And so it's it's going to be interesting to say the least if they can continue um, this stretch. And last but not least, they didn't play this week, but I uh, have a little rant about, yeah. about the Broncos getting screwed out of their bye week by in the most injury prone team in the NFL right now. It's it's it, it is truly a shame, you know. Imagine, imagine if you went to school all week, and then you they say you have a test on Saturday. You were about to go to the test, and they say there's no test. By the way, this week has been your spring break. That's literally what happened. Because in a bye week, you don't practice that week. It is just rest, and you just recover, recuperate. And we had a blessing of a week eight bye week perfect right smack in the middle of the season to split up your season get some rest before the back half and they said oh by the way you don't have that anymore this is your bye week oh you practiced all week sorry um the patriots got covid so you don't have a bye week anymore um stupid i mean 
you you'd hope that the it, this is kind of goes to like the MLB a little bit where it's like what do you think was gonna happen? People are probably gonna get COVID, and this is the best thing you got. You know, it's it's annoying to say the least. But Drew Locke will be healthy when we play the Patriots. But so will Cam Newton. Um, and now Bill Belichick has had two weeks to prepare for us, so that's gonna he's be got t- some massive. Good luck, Brett Ripien. Yeah. Ripon? No, Drew Locke. Or no, Drew Locke will be yeah. back. Oh, I guess, yeah. And it, this will be... This will Still, be, good luck to this him. This will be interesting. Yeah, especially first game off an in, uh, injury. <laughs> the rest um, of your roster all banged up. Well, well no offense, AJ Bouye and KJ Hamler have a better chance of coming back. So it kind of helps because they were all going to be out this week. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was very annoying to hear. Um, but it's better. I guess it is better than a 4 o'clock game time on a Monday. I probably wouldn't have been able to see much of that game. That's all go. I got. That's all we have for you for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Tune in to Pre Money on Friday. Promise it'll be a bounce back week. And, Lost uh, me six bucks. That's all right. Enjoy the rest. Of your week. <laughs> have a good one.